Alrighty, alrighty, guys. It's your boy, Alizé, the one and only Prince of Brooklyn, Mr. Yeah, I said that. And Mr. Sorry, I ain't sorry, okay? And we are here today for another episode of Zay TV Presents The Ratchet Hour. And we're going to get into some things. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk that talk. We're going to see what's popping. We're going to let you, I'm going to let you know about everything going on in the hip hop. And everything going on in the black community. So, let's start this off talking about the black community's cousin. Hmm. All right. So we're gonna start this off with our segment called "Beef in the Streets." Okay? Cause there's always somebody beefing in these streets. There's always something going on. There's always somebody mad at somebody. And in this segment, we basically just break down who's beefing, why they beefing, what went wrong. And who we think is the winner of the beef, okay? This is a lot of beef to go around. Pause. <laughs> so basically, in our first segment, we have Cardi B, who I like to call Cardisha B, Kareem B, Cardi B's in the trap, versus Access Hollywood. So basically, and Joe Budden. So she said, I ain't going to argue with just one of y'all. I'm going to get you, and I'm going to get Joe Budden, bow-headed ass. So, basically, this all started when Cardi B did an interview for Access Hollywood. She was being nice. She did an interview for Access Hollywood because, you know, Cardi don't like press. Cardi don't do press. Cardi don't got time for press. So, basically, she said that she doesn't like to work as many hours as she did before because she rather spend time with her daughter because she's... She broke. She then she spoke of. She doesn't like working that many hours, and she doesn't. She rather spend five hours with her daughter than five hours in the studio, cause she said it would hurt if her child, when she gets home the free time, if her child didn't want to be around her, and she didn't. She doesn't want her child to call someone else, mommy. So, the Access Hollywood flipped it. What they did was they took that part and they put it in an interview. And then basically Cardi was crying, making it look like the clip that they, small clip that they took, made it look like as if Cardi B said that she doesn't spend time with her child and that her child doesn't like to be around her in her free time and that her child calls her mom, mommy. Not Cardi mommy, Cardi's mom, mommy. So Cardi got furious because... She said that they edited the interview to make it look like she was a bad mother and that she wasn't speaking on herself, but speaking in general. And that the way they titled the video is hurtful to her brand and that basically they're destroying her as a mom for clickbait. So she took to Twitter and Instagram and in true Cardi B fashion, Cardi should be fashion. She went live and she basically cursed out the producers of Access Hollywood, cursed out the interviewers from the brand, saying that when she see them, she going to violate them. And because people like to sue, she ain't even going to put hands on you. She going to spit on you and get you violated. And she said that she hopes that the producers and the interviewer mom, their mama, dies from AIDS. So then, 
where Joe Budden comes to the story is that Joe Budden does a weekly podcast like myself, you know, the Ratchet Hour. He does a weekly podcast with Rory and Maul, and it's called the Joe Budden Podcast. And basically, Maul spoke out about how Cardi B is becoming more pop, and she isn't really a real rapper, and she isn't into rap, and how she may have just caught a lick with this rap stuff. Like, catching a lick means, like, lightning striking in the bottle. And basically how she was a flash in a pan, and how her music isn't selling the same, and how her last two singles didn't do as good as Bodak Yellow, and she's chasing that Bodak Yellow sound. However, she's becoming poppy. They, the people at the Joe Budden podcast also spoke about how Cardi, Cardi's single Money and Press didn't really do that good on the charts as she previously has done. And basically they saying her time is up. And she also clapped back at them saying, I don't make music to please you. I don't make music to be lyrical. She told Joe Button to suck her D. And that she will get him violated. And she basically said she makes music not to be lit, not to be lyrical, but she makes music to make money. And she's all about making money. She says she has stuff to do outside of music and she don't got time for it no more. And Cardi let Maul have it. She let Joe Budden have it in her live. She cursed out Access Hollywood. And during this rant, she said a lot of ignorant things, and she did a lot of things, and that wasn't acceptable to me personally, because I know when you get mad, you really say, when you mad, one thing I believe about when you mad is you really saying how you feel. When you are mad, you are the, the real you, uninhibited and raw. You're going to say how you feel no matter what, no matter who you hurt, and shots will be fired, Okay. And that's what Cardi did. And my thoughts on the whole situation is, if they did edit it that way, that is wrong. Even though Cardi should know to already expect this. You're famous. You're Cardi B. You're not Brenda down the block. You're Cardi B. You know they're going to flip what you say. Cardi needs a good PR team to stop her from ranting and to help her know what to say. And what not to say. Cardi needs a, a, a crisis management team. Because I feel like she's always in a crisis, child. She always doing something. And I feel like Cardi... Cardi wasn't wrong at all about going off. She was wrong for the things that she said, though. I feel like saying some, you hope somebody dies from AIDS is a cross... Like, you're crossing the line. And I didn't like her usage of the n-word and how comfortable she was saying the n-word because cardi b is not black cardi b is dominican and dominican she has two latin parents i don't i didn't really like her singing the n-word and i'm going to speak more about that later on in my show because that's a big topic that we got to get into and i just didn't really like that and i didn't appreciate cardi b using the n-word so fluidly and other than that, Cardi, you you have the right to be mad. And like a regular person, you can say what you got to say. You don't have to hold your thoughts. You ain't Beyonce. The only person that don't clap back is Beyonce. Beyonce is above it all. You are not. You are Cardi B. You can say what you want to say. And as far as Access Hollywood, I feel like that's wrong. She gave you guys the chance to get an interview with her. She gave you guys the chance 
to actually get ahead of your competition because it's hard to get a Cardi B interview. And you guys dropped the ball and it was unprofessional and it was trash. Like, don't come at her motherhood. Coming at Cardi as a coming at Cardi, yeah, you could do that. Coming at her rap skills, yes, you could do that. But I don't think you should attack anyone's motherhood and make that your plot point, your ratings point for your interview. That was trash of Access Hollywood. And y'all get the thumbs down for that one. Then we have the Joe Budden podcast opinion. I actually agree with them. I feel like Cardi B is becoming more pop because she's seen she's seen the money that she's making in that pop lane. And I feel like Cardi is gonna keep be like keep doing that. Like she's gonna keep making pop music. She's gonna keep making these songs, like just putting out music to put out music. I know you know everybody knows Cardi's not a writer. She doesn't write her rap. She's a performer. Everybody knows Cardi isn't lyrical. And she's just going to just put out songs that's catchy for the week, get charted for the week, and go about her business. That's all Cardi want to do. Cardi want to make money and do what you got to do. That's it. And basically, another plot point that they made in the um, Joe Budden podcast was that all these females are following the blueprint, the Nicki Minaj blueprint. Come out, be provocative, be hip-hop, and then turn pop make money and then disappear and i feel like cardi is kind of following that frequency but i feel like cardi isn't gonna have longevity in the game because she's not giving her core fan base what they signed up for she's not giving you the bodak yellow no more because the songs are are becoming poppy but let her live i feel like cardi let her live let her be a mom let her do her thing and i wish cardi the best best of luck in her career but I, and to be honest you don't really if cardi don't want to make music that's fine you don't really need cardi because you it's like the female rap game is so big you have lizzo you have um cash doll you have asian you have um cuban doll you have mariah lynn you have bianca you have og naya lee you have Tierra Wack, you have Rap City, you have some of the OGs like Trina still making music, you have Missy. Rap is so big that if if Cardi don't want to make music, we'll be alright. There's other people you can get music from, and if she wants to make her little quick hits, she can make her quick hits. And yeah, I wish her the best of luck. Next up in Beefany Screets, we have Iggy Azalea versus Lizzo. And this all started with Lizzo, when she sent out a shady tweet congratulating Charlie XCX on her upcoming album. And Lizzo also talked about how her song Truth Hurts is number one and that she's about to break the longest number one rap record um, of a female, which is Iggy Azalea's Fancy. And she basically excluded Iggy Azalea from Fancy. Like, she basically said, like, Fancy was Charlie XCX's song. And if you know Shade, that was Shade. Like, it was just like Sips T emoji, everybody side-eyeing. Because she know that was Iggy's song. And I feel like she did that to be petty. And we all have a petty moment. And Lizzo, she started this beef. And I'm going to say, after that happened, my homegirl, Iggy. Because I like Iggy. She's unproblematic. Well, she, she a little problematic. But she be chilling. So Iggy then went on to say, she tweeted, it was my song last time I remember I was the one rapping on it. And basically, 
Iggy then went and told her viewer, her, her followers on Instagram and Twitter to stream Senorita by Camila Cabello, which is the number two song. She basically said, stream this week's stream Camila Cabello's Senorita. It gives you good skin. And that right there was the ultimate shade. That was clap back too. Basically, she was just being petty, telling them to stream the song so Lizzo's song wouldn't break the record and Lizzo wouldn't be number one. And my thoughts on this basically is don't start none, won't be none. Lizzo started and Iggy finished. She bust them shots. And she didn't know that her gun was a 9mm and Iggy had the bazooka and Iggy bust her shots back. Basically, if you wanna, if I'm like rating the beef, I'm gonna give Iggy the W because she clapped back in a shady, classy way and she didn't start this. And my thing to Lizzo, if you're gonna start a beef, Lizzo, at least finish it, okay? So I'm gonna give the W on this beef to my girl Iggy Azalea and the Cardi versus Access Hollywood versus Joe Budden. I'm gonna give the W to Joe Budden, the Joe Budden podcast. People. I'm gonna give it to Joe, Rory, and more because Cardi doesn't look good after ranting on Instagram and neither does Access Hollywood for trying to diss her motherhood skills. Like I'm not really like that much of a fan of Cardi usually, but don't talk about nobody's motherhood. That's whack and that's trash. And yeah. They both left the situation looking bad. My next topic now, child, is my next segment of the show is called You Won't Believe This. And basically, we tell you about everything going on in hip-hop. And basically in pop culture, we let you know what's going on and what's happening. So, the big headlines everywhere is that Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott is breaking up and they're calling it quits and they're going on a... It's not clear if they're going on a break or if they're done officially. And I'm going to say they're done officially because my girl Kylie Jenner was spotted out with her booty, her boo thing, the love of her life, Tyga. And if you follow the Kardashians, you know that Kylie and Tyga had like a little forbidden love story. And he waited for her to turn legal so he could talk to her. And I just feel like a lot of things are clear about the story. A lot of people don't know. Travis had a side chick allegedly the whole time and her and Kylie was throwing her and Kylie were actually throwing subliminals at each other on Instagram and um Twitter and social media and basically Kylie's probably fed up with it she's tired of competing and she just probably just wants to be loved and we all know Tyga loved Kylie and she's probably tired of arguing with the side chick Kylie threw um, Travis a whole birthday party, and the side chick was at the birthday party. And not to mention, the side chick is on Instagram being shady. One of the fans commented, oh, you're getting surgery to look like Kylie. And she was like, I never had surgery in my life. Kylie getting surgery to look like me. And I was just like, oh, man, she took it there. Shots was fired. And I just feel like, I feel like Kylie and... Travis, they they milked this relationship for what they could get. And maybe, yeah, it's time to move on. They both young. They both successful. They both made money this year. And Kylie, basically, Kylie helped make Travis who he is. Like, she brought him up. And 
she was the come up for him and I feel like they both successful now and they both could go about their lives. Why cheat when you could be single and do what you want? And I just feel like, Travis, you need to do what you want instead of cheating on a girl. Like, she's, Kylie wants to be more family orientated and settle, settle down. My next topic is Selena Powell, AKA the Black Widow of hip hop, accuses Trey Songz of raping her, sexually, let's use the word sexually assaulting her, and saying that he forced her by her by grabbing her jaw and made her give him oral sex made her perform oral sex and then raw sex like raw sex regular raw sex and i just i just don't know how i feel about this because i was raised to where i always believed the abuser i always believe somebody who when they say make claims but this woman was she was caught in the past for lying on offset Lying on Snoop Dogg in somewhat. But sometimes she comes with receipts. Like, she's known for catching rappers and exposing them. Sometimes she comes with receipts and sometimes she don't. But she did lie about saying she was pregnant by, with um, Cardi B's stepchild. And I just don't know how I feel about this. And I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, like, take myself out of this for a minute. And, like, ladies, you have to be smarter when you're in these situations around these guys at shows, at clubs. If you don't feel a vibe, you don't trust it, leave. Stay with your friends. No guy is worth losing your virtue and losing your peace of mind. And I just feel like I don't know who to believe in this story. And I'm just going to leave this story out because she's going on a press tour and it's getting her attention. And sometimes this is what these girls want. If you're these rappers, you have to be smarter. And if you these girls, you have to be smart as well. If you're a rapper, you need to think about your career and think about how this can look. And if you're a girl, think about your safety. Sometimes being lit and being a clout chaser is not worth your peace of mind. <clears throat> and that's it on that. I'm over that topic. Next up is Chingy calls out Tiffany Haddish for lying on him saying that they dated. So this became a big story because... Your girl, not my girl, your girl, Tiffany the Coon Haddish, went on the Ellen DeGeneres show and she talked about how Ellen asked her how she dated anyone famous and she said, Yeah, I dated Chingy. And Chingy just was like, Hold up, wait a minute. We ain't never dated. You used to date my brother, not me. And why are you lying on me? And you know what's the crazy part about this whole thing? The fans actually jumped up and went to Tiffany Haddish's defense like, Chingy, you should be happy she said your name. You are nobody now. And a lot of people may not know that Chingy was lied on before by Sydney Starr. And she, Sydney Starr is a transgender model. She said that Chingy used to date her on the low. And it was actually a lie. And it ruined his career. His record label dropped him. And he's now like not as popular as he was because he was popular when he got dropped and it really ruined his career and i just think chingy is tired of people lying on him like he never got his just due he never got an apology from his record label never got the money he was owed and that was just that sucks so i think he still harbors resentment from that experience and he's not gonna allow anyone to lie on him tiffany haddish or not and i can respect that and i'm ting chingy on this one next up is Guys, let's just keep rapper Cupcake in our prayers. Because she went on Instagram crying. And she has, like, posted a lot of suicidal things. And 
it just came out that she feels like that she's corrupting the youth and that her music is actually making them promiscuous and grown and she said that she's gonna take her music off of all streaming sites and that's actually sad because cupcake is really talented and she's a great lyrical rapper and she does rap a lot about sex but who doesn't and i feel like it's not her job to police her art it's the parents job to police with their kids here and i just feel bad for cupcake and i really enjoy her music and i just want you guys to pray for her and just send her well wishes don't wait till it's too late and she's already gone to wish her well wishes because i really actually like cupcake and i don't want to see i don't want to we lost too many people in hip-hop already and i don't want to lose another person when we can reach out and save them and yeah i just love cupcake and let's pray for her and everybody just send her well wishes go on her instagram at underscore cupcake freak and just wish her good things and just send her some positive affirmation guys so my next my next 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 and last final topic and you won't believe this could also be a crossover to beefing these streets so basically gucci main found the receipts of angela yee from years ago when they did an interview basically flirting with him and he posted it on instagram and said wow this is why i'm blocked from the breakfast club and i was just like oh dang like he found the receipts. Like, Angela Yee got him blocked from the Breakfast Club, allegedly. And he he said, like, oh, he said at an interview, oh, you used to be on me trying to find out what hotel I'm in. And she was trying to play it off like, Gucci, I ain't never liked you like that. Uh, uh. And if you, he found the receipts of her saying, oh, basically she said, you know what they said about Asians, referring to Asians could take big penises and referring to how... Asians um are deep inside like the womb is deep the vagina is deep and it looks like she was on Gucci man it looks like she really liked Gucci man and she wanted a piece of Gucci and she basically said oh Gucci was on drugs when he made those claims but my thing is it's actual evidence out there and you may have like Gucci man Angela Yee and it's looking like you did like Gucci man and I just want to say unban him angela and y'all should have this conversation on air let's not do the back and forth over social media y'all grown people and it's okay if you like gucci man angela Yee, you liked gucci man like it's not that big of, of, of a thing angela Yee. she went on the breakfast club doing this whole court theme saying she don't like gucci man she ain't want gucci man and basically how she brought some fake receipts. She brought some receipts saying um, how he's mistaken one day for the next. And Angela, if you like Gucci, you like Gucci. Let it go. And if we're talking about that being a beef, Gucci is the winner of that beef, clearly. All right, guys. So my next segment is called Reality Bites. And that's where we take, we, we do an overlook or overview of reality tv and we talk about what's happening on the hit shows and we find we get to the nitty gritty we get down to it dirt so today we're going to discuss basketball wives the basketball wives finale so the ladies they went on a vacation at the end of the season which they always do every year and everything just comes to a head like 
once you see that these ladies are going on a trip, you already know that they're going to do dinner and that dinner is going to be horrible and it's going to be a lot of confrontation. And some of the standout points of these final two episodes was that Cece finally stood up for herself against Evelyn and Kristen and she went off and she called Evelyn all types of B words, all types of hoes and everything that everybody else thinks of Evelyn. Cece said it. And everybody was shocked because Cece is usually the sweet one, the nice one, the pacifist of the show. She's usually the punk. Like, Cece usually gets up and walk away, like, walks away. And for her to just switch like that, everybody was just in shock. And the viewers were in love with the last two episodes because that's what everybody wanted from Cece this whole time. Like, where was this Cece all season? Where was this Cece all last season? Like... Why couldn't you be this great the whole season? And everybody was just happy. Somebody finally put Evelyn in her place. And then Phoebe, the other, the new cast member, she went ham on Jackie. But in a weird way, Jackie still won. Like Phoebe just was like telling Jackie, like, you're old. You're you're nobody. You're whack. You got so much surgery to look like me, and you're still fat. And her reads or whatever she was saying to Jackie really was just childish. It wasn't intellectual. It didn't take thought. It wasn't good shade. And basically, Jackie won because Jackie is basketball wife's like. I feel like Jackie and Malaysia and a few... Jackie, Malaysia, Jen, and Evelyn and Shawnee are the main cast. And I feel like Phoebe made a dumb move trying to come at Jackie when actually being Jackie friend would have secured you a second season because I don't feel like they're gonna bring her back because Phoebe wasn't as interesting as as people would have thought she would be being Lance Stevenson's baby mama she was really actually boring and she wasn't boring she was boring in the group amongst the ladies but in her confessionals is where she really shined I do feel like she had the best confessionals interviews this season and yeah that's that and another thing that was big on this episode was OG versus Evelyn so basically this all started when Evelyn tried to run up on CC because CC was storming off after she went off and OG the football player pushed Evelyn in the bushes and Evelyn rolled down the hill and fell in the bushes and their beef didn't end there so basically OG and Evelyn started to argue and because OG kept inserting herself in CeCe's drama OG kept placing herself where she didn't belong and Evelyn was like I don't, basically I don't have nothing to say to you ugly and that's when OG dropped the bomb and she was like you you may say I'm ugly but that doesn't fade me um Ocho Cinco think I'm cute Ocho Cinco think I'm cute Chad think I'm beautiful and for those of you who don't know that Ocho Cinco Chad Chad Ocho Cinco is Evelyn's ex-husband he's a football player or whatever and he's Evelyn's ex-husband ex-fiance whatever he is and basically OG was holding this bomb waiting to drop this bomb for two seasons and she was just exchanging DMs and text messages with um, Ocho Cinco and basically, um, 
she like Evelyn came back after this argument with receipts and in the receipts in the DMs OG was being thirsty like she kept writing him wishing him happy father's day and all these things and he was just ignoring her like he wasn't paying her any mind paying her any attention she kept writing him like hey chatty bear like as if she knew him enough to give him a nickname and it just didn't it wasn't a good look for OG and it made her look thirsty and OG went and got her receipts and even in her receipts she still kind of looked thirsty like she was writing him more than he was writing her Chad did call her beautiful in the um text messages and that's how the season ended the season ended with everybody just coming at everybody in a foreign country and I feel like I would be good for a reality TV show but I'm not arguing with nobody in no tropical island I'm gonna be swimming minding my business being black being a boss and just having a great time and after that they showed the preview for the reunion and it's apparent that OG can't attend the reunion because cast members such as Shawnee and Evelyn feel like she's aggressive and she's a liability and Shawnee even said that on the last episode she said she feel like OG is a liability and that things could go left when OG's mad because she escalates and yes I do agree OG escalates and gets like more angry than the rest of the women but to OG's point, she never actually got physical like the rest of the women. Like, OG never threw a drink like um some of the ladies. OG never threw a table, a glass, none of that. Like, but she, but the difference is OG is capable of harming these women. And OG said herself, I will kill you with my bare hands. Let me make an example of you. So, why wouldn't people be afraid for their safety? Like, even in the scene when she was arguing with, um, when Cece and Kristen was arguing, Kristen said, OG, don't touch me. Because Shawnee touched um, Kristen, but OG also touched her, too. And um, OG was like, and if I did touch you, I will kill you. And my thing is, OG, why you keep threatening to kill these women? They already don't like you. And you, you already, it's apparent Shawnee doesn't like you. You need at least Shawnee to like you so you can come back on the show. She is the executive producer. And basically after that, the episode aired and it was clear that people didn't like OG. That the show was then accused of colorism because this was basically people trying to say the only reason they don't like OG is because she's black. And the show was accused of ageism, which is like basically people were saying that because people always bothering Jackie about her age and calling her granny and following those claims that the girls were um colorist and racist evelyn comes came out and said she is of La afro latina and she is of black latin descent and i'm gonna say now i'm gonna let you guys know how i feel about the situation i honestly don't feel like the show is co about colorism and I don't feel like these girls are colorists because OG and Christian are about the same color. I don't feel like Evelyn's a colorist either. I feel like she called OG ugly because OG's ugly. Like, I feel like she believed that she, in her heart of hearts, she believed that OG's ugly. Because two of the most beautiful girls on the show are brown skin and are of OG's color. Like, Jennifer Williams is the most beautiful thing that ever came on Basketball Wife. 
and she's a dark-skinned brown woman. And Kristen Scott is also a beautiful girl, and she's a brown-skinned woman. Brooke Bailey was in the group at one point, and she is a beautiful black woman, probably the darkest to be in the cast. It. Um, who else? Um, Malaysia Parker is a brown-skinned woman, and is beautiful and is classy. I love Malaysia. She is the queen of unbotheredness. So my thing is, I don't believe the show is uh, or Evelyn is a colorist, even though Evelyn is very problematic. Um, when it comes to ageism, uh, I don't feel like they're ageism either. I feel like Jackie become like the women like to spar with their words. I feel like it's only so much you can say about Jackie. You can say Jackie is um, trying to get all these surgeries she took while life of, but the go-to is Granny. Jackie is old, so why not focus on Jackie being old? Like that's your one dig. Use it if you come for me, and that's how I feel. If you come for me, I'm gonna use whatever I got to say to you. And oftentimes they call Jackie a granny because she is older than the women, and Jackie don't care because Jackie ain't going nowhere. She's she's um a pillar of the show. She's a staple. She's not going nowhere. And I enjoy Jackie crazy old self. Then, my feelings on Evelyn coming out as an Afro-Latina. Girl, you is not an Afro-Latina. You is not black. Ever since Amada La Negra came out, all the Spanish people want to be Afro-Latinas and this and that. I don't feel like Evelyn is an Afro-Latina. If I'm going to say Afro-Latina, I'm going to say... If, I'm going to say if you want to claim Afro-Latina, at least be black. Have a black parent. Both of your parents are of Hispanic descent. I feel like if you're going to be an Afro-Latina, look... You, it's, I can't say you have to look a certain way, but you have to be black and have black heritage. Like, Amada La Negra, if she gets pulled over, they're going to identify her as a black woman. That is an Afro-Latina. Like, Evelyn, just say you... You messed up. And where Evelyn messed up was when she, she was talking about OG and she put the gorilla monkey. Yes, that is very problematic and that can be racist. And that's, I believe that's what caused Evelyn to say, oh, I'm an Afro-Latina because she didn't want to look racist. No, you messed up. And yes, do I believe Evelyn is racist? I don't know. But she definitely had some racist tendencies in the past. Like towards Cece calling her Ling Ling and making the Asian references. Because Cece is of Hispanic descent, I believe, but she looks Asian. And then using a gorilla with OG. Like, you know this girl is African. Why use a gorilla? Why not use something else? Like, it's, that was just messed up to me. And I feel like that's part of where OG's getting her ammunition from to say Evelyn's a colorist and a racist. Overall, though, I don't believe she is. But I feel like Evelyn should take a break from the show. OG should definitely not come back as well. Um, I'm over the CC Kristen drama. They can go. I feel like, to be honest, they should just keep Jackie and Malaysia and Jennifer and maybe even Shawnee and just start over with them four and create a new a new group of girls because this group of girls that's currently is just too much. I watch reality TV for drama, but they was giving me too much drama. And if I'm going to rate this season of Basketball Wives, it's definitely one of the better ones. I'm going to give them a four and a half stars out of five. And yeah, if you didn't see Basketball Wives, tune in every Wednesday night, VH1. So, my next topic is kind of like a debate, but I'm my next segment is 
unpopular opinion this one is kind of going to be like a debate some of you may agree with me some of you may not agree with me but you know what it is it's my opinion and i get to have one okay my basically unpopular opinion today is that spanish people cannot use or say the n-word i don't care if you are married to a black person if you are dating a black person if you live in the projects or any circumstances the word is disrespectful and it shouldn't be used by anyone who isn't black and it shouldn't be used in general that is part of what really bothered me about cardi b going off because she kept saying the n-word and i it made me cringe because you it wouldn't be okay for a black person to go out and say you spick or say a, a racist term to anybody else so why do people feel so freely to do it to black people and my thing is cardi you should know better you already got accused in the past of being racist calling black women monkeys and roaches why why keep using the n-word i understand you from new york it may be hard but as a black man i had an experience when i was leaving bmcc one day bmcc one day and a group of spanish kids was just yeah because that nigga fuck f out of here that nigga this that nigga that and i was pissed off because y'all using the word in a negative way and it was just too much for me like i just didn't like it and i feel like ever since then i i don't really say the n-word like that like to a rarity of uh, me using the n-word is a rarity and i just feel like no one in general should use it people should stop saying it in music because it pisses me off to go to a concert seeing white people reciting lyrics and saying the n-word like i don't want to bring up chris brown but a few days ago i went to a chris brown concert for his um indigo tour and you know the song he has with little dicky and he go i'm that nigga basically he was rapping that song and i was sitting next to this white girl and she said, I'm that nigga, nigga, nigga. And I had to look at her like, this is not okay. Like, you cannot say the N-word. I don't give a fuck if it's in a song. Like, you don't qualify to be using that word at any basis or any time. So then, I feel like everybody should just stop using the word and use some positiveness, some positive affirmation. Like, let's call each other kings and queens. Let's not address each other as niggas because it's just horrible and black people we got to do better because we set the standard we set the tone and that's that one that y'all may not agree with me but i said how i feel and that's how i feel and if you don't like it go smell but make sure you you listen then you go somewhere else okay so we are now at my last segment and what i like to do for my last segment of the the show is i like to give somebody mvp of the week MVP of the week is when you just basically know you did that, you won, and you just had a great week. And I'm going to give this week's MVP of the week to my girl, R&B singer Summer Walker. She has released her debut album, Over It, and it is amazing. It has it, it, it is, a genius album. It has an honest feel, and it sounds like R&B from the early 2000s, but it's still modern, and it's still of the times. The album has features from other R&B superstars such as Usher, Party Next Door, Janae Aiko, A Boogie, and she found the old Bryson Tiller for a few 30 seconds, okay? She found Don't Bryson Tiller. She found Exchange Bryson Tiller. 
she thought sorry not sorry Bryson Tiller okay and I just feel like the album is a bop some of my favorite songs the album is produced by her boyfriend London on the track which you know he went all out for his boo some of my favorite song my favorite song on the album would have to be the Usher remix I felt like it was good to put Usher on the actual remix of the song and another my favorite songs my favorite song would have to be the come through song with Usher definitely number one playing games extended version no all right so playing games extended version is my number one then come through with Usher then um I'll kill you featuring Janae Eiko and then stretch you out even though I don't like the beginning of the vocal in it but stretch you out is a good song like that album I can listen to that album straight through like that's an album that you listen to on your way to work or on the train or you're going on a road trip and you want to be sad for a second I feel like Summer Walker she did that and she gave us a great body of work and it was just an excellent album to listen to all the way around and I feel like she's saving us from the regular sounds of R&B like she was giving us music that I thought she would never give us. I thought the album was going to be like one of them sad lullaby R&B albums, but it wasn't. And it was great. It has something for everybody. If you want to be in your bag, they have that. If you want to twerk, they have that. If you want to just be lit with your friends, they have music like that too. And Summer Walker and London on the track, I'm loving this little relationship because it's giving us great music. As I predicted in my first episode that this relationship was gonna bring us great music go back and listen to my first podcast and love is in the air and you're gonna hear me say that we're gonna get great music out of this relationship and i predicted that summer walker has also announced her first and last tour and she has two new york dates if you're in new york and just go check that out at summerwalker.com check out her instagram page send her some love tag us in the comments and yeah we are now at the end of my show. The Littest Podcast is almost over. You can follow your boy, Alize at, on Instagram at, underscore Rashamel. That is R-A-S-H-A-M-E-L. You can also follow my show page at, underscore ZTV. That is, underscore Z-E-T-V. Follow me on Facebook at, Alize Rashamel, and just find me. Like my pictures, show some love, show some support, and you heard, we'll be out here, okay? We in these streets. Stay tuned for my next episode next week. And yeah, don't be lazy. Do something. Get lit this weekend. Have fun for me. I'm out.